Hey everybody, and welcome to the Harvest Community Church Podcast. We hope this message today brings you encouragement and inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can always check us out at harvesttn.com. Enjoy the message. Turn with me to 1 John chapter 2. Uh, I struggled Studied uh, another message all week, uh, actually, and, and we'll go back there to Mark uh, chapter chapter three. Uh, we were kind of working our way slowly through Mark, looking at some different passages, and um, we were coming up on uh, a doozy in uh, where Jesus is accused of casting out demons by the power of demons. And he confronts them, and then he deals with the subject of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the unforgivable, the unforgivable sin. And um, that, I know, is always one that uh, everybody's like, okay, oh, I want to know if I've ever committed that or not. Um, but we will, we're going to head that way next week. But this morning, I just could not get away from um, this passage. And I'll tell you about the conversation. Um, the Lord just really was strongly, the Holy Spirit strongly just kind of bringing me back here. And we were kind of in this little discussion about it. And uh, I was just not, I, I, told, I told Carla, I said, I'm torn between two messages and I don't know what to do. Um, she said, why are you torn? I thought that was a really good question. And I realized that I was torn because I had a message that I had worked on and prepared. And um, also because if you go back, this I preached these passages on uh, December 5th, 2021, last year. And so I thought, Lord, that's not been that long ago. And um, I can't get rid of it. So the decision has been made. I'm going to share that today and hopefully share some encouragement somebody needs to hear uh needs to hear this and it, i am going to come from a, di- a little bit of a different um different message than what i preached on it back in december hopefully for encouragement inspiration i think sometimes people need to be encouraged don't you sometimes people need to be inspired uh, and so let's look and see what happens with this. Let's just look and see. If I can't think, if, if it doesn't come, then we'll just go home. I am, chapter 2, verse 12. John says, I'm writing to you, dear children. Now, as you read this, this is not just children as in age, but this is uh, in, uh, in spiritual, spiritual children. So spiritual children are newly born. Spiritual young people are those that have been born for a while, but they're still young and maturing. Spiritual fathers and mothers are the ones who have matured and, um, and, and hopefully, hopefully are able to encourage, inspire, disciple younger ones. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Who's his? Jesus, exactly. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you young men because you have overcome 
the evil one. Now, I want you to put in there for you, if you're here and you're a young woman instead of a young man, uh, just put in there, young woman, uh, for you. I write to you, dear children, because you are, uh, I write to you, uh, I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning, the ancient of days. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. John gives us three different places of, of spiritual growth and maturity. And we all start out as children. We, you, Jesus told Nicodemus, you have to be born again, right? You have to be, you must be born again. And if you're born again, then you become a child. You're his child. So that is how you get in and that's where, the, that's where you start. And so he's saying here that there are those who are young children, those who come into the faith, and those people know the Father by, by way of salvation. So you come in, and that's the entrance. Then he says, young men, young women. Who are those young men and young women? Again, it has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with the process that we all go through in our maturing in our faith in Jesus. Are you with me? And so he says there, there are in, within the church, within the body of Christ, maybe within your family, there are those who are young men and are children. There are young men and women, and there are mothers and fathers in the faith. I want to encourage you today because I'm afraid sometimes we get into this place where we start to compare ourselves with people who are in a different place. Comparison is never a good thing. Being inspired by someone that is in another place and wanting to grow to where they are, that's a good thing. Comparison is not a good thing. Because in comparisons, we can always find somebody who is, who is um, not as mature as we are, and we'll always find somebody that is more mature, so we will either get discouraged, or we will get encouraged, or maybe lifted up in pride. None of that. Comparisons don't work. Last week, I mentioned this, and it kind of stirred something in my head, because I, I was talking about how, how we forget. As you get older, we, we forget that we were much like former generations. But we get this idea in her head that that generation is far worse off, they're meaner than we were, they're ev more evil than we were, and our parents looked at us and said, this world's in trouble. Hello. That's been happening since Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve grew to a place that they forgot about their, they forgot <laughs> this whole sin thing is on you guys. And then as their children started growing, I'm sure they was like, oh my lands, this world's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, the world's in trouble because of you two. <laughs> right? Am I right about that? So 
I think it's really important that we understand that we, we all are in different places in life and you can't judge where you are or where somebody else is by somebody who is more mature. God is committed. The Holy Spirit is committed to growing you if you're a child of God. How many of you know that? He is more committed to growing you sometimes than you are to growing. But he is going to grow you. He says he's going to, he's going to, he started a good work. He said, I'm going to finish it. And I mean, a lot of people looked at me over the years and thought, he's a mess. And God said, yeah, you don't know what I know. I started a good work in here and I'm going to finish it. And there were many moments that I wasn't even sure if he was going to be able to finish it. Anybody with me? I think, it's, I think it's important that we understand that there are different stages and, and if you are in the, in the stage of a spiritual young man or young woman, you cannot compare yourself to me, for instance. Some of you look at me and Carla and you go home and you argue thinking, Why can't we have a marriage more like theirs? Because you see, you, you can tell we love each other, right? Amen. We love to be with each other. We love to hang around each other. We love to do stuff together. We work together, for Pete's sake. And not too many people can do that. So in your five years of marriage... You're looking at us and thinking, man, if we could just be like them. Oh, honey, if you knew what it took to get where we are. Is anybody with me? We didn't get to this place because we floated on the clouds. We didn't get to this place because we did everything right. We got to where we are because we just stuck it out. Is anybody with me? See, what you're thinking about doing is, I want a marriage like theirs, so I'm going to trade the one I got because he's never going to make it. I want a marriage like theirs because I want, I want a, we want, we want, we want, I'm going to get a new wife. I'm going to start all over again. Well, see, you only get the kind of marriage we have when you feel tempted to do, the, do that, but you don't. Is anybody tracking with me? See, I think sometimes if we get into this place where we start judging life based upon thinking that we are all in the same place, misunderstanding that there, that there is a growth that has to happen in all of us, you're going to get discouraged. You'll get discouraged, possibly, and just quit. But what I'm telling you is to be able to get to that place of a spiritual mother or father you will never get there without going through the storms of a young man or woman. You tracking? Amen. There are a lot of storms to be had out there. If, and I'm not, I would never go through the whole deal with you, 
But if you wanted a marriage like mine and Carla's, then you would have to face the things that we faced. You would have to weather the storms that we weathered. You would have to go through what we go through. Some of you are not even willing. See, here's how I know some of you will never get there because you're having problems. You won't even, go to, you, you won't even ask for help. And I remember a time when Carla needed help and I took her to a counselor. <laughs> of course, I didn't need it. There's something about we men. There's just enough pride in there. Oh, I can't, I just can't get off on a tangent here. Can I? Say, <laughs> so why not? You always do. <laughs> what do you mean? You do it every Sunday. Why not go on for it? Um, but, but, that, but what I'm saying is, is if, not only in marriage, if in your spiritual life, if you look at a father or mother, and there's some fathers and mothers in here, if you, and I'm talking about spiritual fathers and mothers. If you look at a spiritual father and mother and you think, how can they deal with what they're dealing with the way they're dealing with it? How can Chris deal with what she's dealing with and deal with it with such a, a, a wonderful attitude and a faith in God? How? Because she's a spiritual mother. She got to be a spiritual mother, not just because she's old or almost as old as me. Not because. <laughs> just a couple years older than me, right, Chris? <laughs> I keep trying to make her older than me. She just won't let it happen. She didn't get there because she is a grown-up grown mature woman. She got there because she weathered many, many storms as a young man, young woman stage. Does that make sense? In that stage, you're going to deal with storms. Now, he said, how did they become strong? How did those young men and young women, how did they become strong? They became strong because they were in the Word of God. They learned to be strong. They learned to overcome the enemy because they were in the Word of God. Right? The only way that we can overcome the enemy is by being in the Word of God. The only thing that continues to move you in the process, and it is a process. It's not an event. It is a process. Spiritual growth is a process. I sat down, and, and I know that it's a process, so through all the, all the pieces of a process, you have to be shared. Uh, my thing with my kids was I love to get them in the car because you're driving down the road, they can't get away, yeah. right? <laughs> can't jump out. So they have to listen to what you have to say. Well, my grandchildren are experiencing that now. And so we were taking, um, we were taking Emma and Clara yesterday for their birthday. We always take them out for a birthday dinner, but, but we were having babies back during their birthday. So... Um, it got delayed, but we took them out yesterday. And then on the way, Paul started. <laughs> I've got a captive audience. They can't leave. See, y'all can run out, it, walk out that door, and some of you do. But they couldn't go anywhere because we're driving down the road. And so I began to share with them when I, about when I came to know Jesus. And then about how as you walk with him, Jesus is your best friend. And he will become more and more your best friend. 
And they didn't, under, when I was telling them that I didn't grow up in church and, and I really didn't even know who Jesus was, you know, until I was 20 years old, 20-something years old, I didn't really know who he was. I'd heard about him, heard of him. Um, but it was then, they were like flabbergasted because they think everybody knows Jesus from infancy because that's how they have grown up. And so I began to share with them about their, the process about growing and learning and about how things are going to be in their life. And I said, then when you get to be about probably uh, 14 or 15, then all of a sudden something is going to happen and it's going to happen to try to draw you away and it's called boys. <laughs> it's called teenage boys. I love teenage boys, don't get me wrong. I, I love them, I love the ones that, are, that have a good heart for the Lord. The others, I, I wanna tell you how to have a good heart for the Lord and teach you how to get there. Just stay away from, <laughs> just stay away from my, my, my granddaughters until you've got a good heart for the Lord. So I was, I was sharing with them the truth of how when boys come on the scene, uh, all of a sudden something starts to happen inside you that make you want to kind of start to pull toward them and then turn away from your family and the wisdom of your family and away from the church and away from the wisdom and, and, and the word of God. Does that make sense? And so I, I begin to share that with them and then share that as they get older because they, they have known the Lord for so much longer, they're going to have such a relationship with him that it's going to be even greater than the relationship that I have with him. That was a little conversation just between our house and Johnson City. And the reason for that is because you start young and you start instilling and you start putting the truth in. And then you do it over and 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 you commit them to the process because it is a process. When you're newly born into the faith, it is easy at times to get discouraged. It is easy at times to think, I'm never going to get this done. But you stick it out. You will. Anybody tracking? Every single person in this room that is born again, no matter how long you have been saved, you have gone through moments of doubt and discouragement. Hello. You have gone through moments that, you, that, that it's going through your mind. Is all this real? Can God be trusted? Does he really love me? And then you're getting into, from your infancy stage, into your young man, woman stage as you're really getting and diving into the word of God. And I remember this stage, man, I'm telling you, I was, I went from being in my own head, a theologian, um, before I really knew the Bible. <laughs> Everybody that really thinks they're a theologian, uh, just give them a little bit of time if they keep studying. So, but I was struggling and I, and I'm just, you know, this may be just a testimony. I'm just sharing with you. But I, I was struggling with some things like if God knows everything and he knows what I'm going to do before I do it, then why do I need to pray if he already knows? Anybody with me? I was struggling with those things in my head. I was struggling with theology. I was struggling with 
Can you lose your salvation? Can you not lose your salvation? Okay, all of those things, struggling with theology in that stage is normal. You're getting into the Word. And not only are you getting into the Word where the Holy Spirit is teaching you, you're still getting the influences from out here. And all those influences from out there are still getting in and challenging what you're thinking. But you haven't come to a point yet where you have locked down. You, you, you've been saved, and you know that you've been saved, but there's a lot of other things going on that you just can't make sense of. Some of you are in that stage. But because you're in that stage, you're looking at other people who are not going through that, and you think, there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm not really saved. Anybody tracking? You look out at these other people that are they're doing this deconstruction, ignoramus, <laughs> asinine, let me, let me tell you, uh, let me come up with all the words I can, but just pure stupidity. <laughs> there's, another, there's three big ones there. But, so, so if, if, if you don't understand that going through those things is normal, in your journey of faith, then you're going to start to think maybe, just maybe, it's not real and those people are right. But if you understand that all of this is solidifying what you believe and is helping to propel you on to mother-fatherhood, then you can, you can endure the journey in those moments. Does that make sense? And by enduring the journey through those moments, you enjoy the journey when you get to mother-fatherhood. Because now it's like, all those things that I was struggling with, who cares? See, Getting all the theology right was really important to me back then because it was all new to me. It's education. It's getting everything right in your head. And I was told you got to have it all right. God can't do anything if you don't have it all right. That's wrong. But you got to go through it. We studied Wednesday night Bible study. It's like I used to think that revival in a, in a powerful move of God would only come when, when, when the church and the body of Christ in this country gets unified. And then I begin to realize if you go back and you read the book of Acts and you see all of their struggle to try to figure out what they even believed. But the Holy Spirit was still moving. He was still saving. He was still healing. The power of God was still going out. Then you understand, okay, that's not quite necessary. God's always had a remnant, and he will always work through a remnant. And if, if that remnant is five people, 20 people, 500, 5,000, it doesn't matter. He always has a remnant that he will work through and that he will use to teach. Does this make sense? So I, I, I think just what I want to do today, and, and when I study for a message, there's two questions I always ask. What do you want them to know, and what do you want them to do? What do you want them to know? And what do you want them to do? 
And I sat down with the Lord. Lord, what do you want them to know, and what do you want them to do with this? So what I want you to know is growing is a process. We all go through it. Some of you are going through terrible storms. Young men and women, you're going through difficult storms in your life. You're struggling in a lot of ways. Some of you are struggling physically. Some of you are struggling financially. Some of you are struggling with temptation. You're struggling, but there are things that you're struggling with in your life. And those struggles are starting to make you wonder, does God love me? Does he care? Is he there at all for me? But it's okay. Because the struggle is making you stronger, but you don't know it yet. Does that make sense? Do you know, do you know that when a butterfly starts to come out of the cocoon, it has to struggle. If you were to just take that cocoon and open it up and let it go, it would die. Because as it struggles to get through and out the other side of that cocoon, it's the very struggle that's given its wings the strength to be able to take flight. And some of you, that's where you're at. You're getting discouraged. But what I want you to know is what you're going through, actually be encouraged by it as best you can. But if you, if you let yourself know that this is, this is only for a time. I, growing up, my mom, I, if I heard it once, I heard it 57,000 times. This too shall pass. Anybody ever heard it? This too shall pass. Now, this too shall pass is a whole lot easier when somebody else is going through it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's true. It's true. Everything we go through in this world is common to man. You're not going to face anything that somebody else hasn't faced. But for the child of God, we go through it understanding that this is all going to work to my good. This is all going to work to my good. If you're going through a tough time, the strongest people I know, the strongest people I know in, in faith are people who have struggled. And I don't care what the struggle, I'll let you define the struggle. I'll let you define the struggle. Whatever the struggle is, it's okay. Because you're learning. You're learning. You struggle with how to do marriage? You're learning. You struggle with your sexuality? You're learning. You're, you're learning through this process. The beautiful thing is God's got kids, all different kinds, sorts, colors. We're, it's, it's an amazing thing. Some of you are struggling to stay faithful to your wife or your husband. There's a thousand struggles. Couldn't even start to name them all. But guess what? God's committed to seeing you through to the end. He committed himself. 
Even when you're not committed, he committed himself to finishing the process. He started a good work in you, and he will continue to do that work until it's complete. That's his word. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Be encouraged. There are going to be moments you're going to have to make decisions. This, 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 this one can be tough. There are moments, well, see, some people just got up and walked out on me. That was my daughter and son-in-law. <laughs> now, they're in the band. They're getting ready to go. <laughs> they're, going, they're walking around. Um, It, let me let me let me do it like this because I'm I'm really short on time. When you get saved, you start a journey, right? That journey is going to be filled. You you look at me and you think, man, but he is so sure about everything, is so confident in God and His Word. I wasn't always like that. I always loved Him. Man, I had some struggles at times, especially when I looked at other people. I get my eyes off on other people who I actually had thought, you know, um, see, how many people do you know that use excuses because they saw a pastor fall or they saw a, a leader fall? They use that as an excuse to walk in, in immaturity. That's ridiculous. That man, that woman is a human being just like you. And they deal with the same things that you deal with every single day. Now, if you will commit to this process, yeah, you're going to go through those things. There are other people going through what you're going through. But use, if you're an infant, use the young men, young women to inspire you to move forward into the Word of God. If you're a young man and young woman, use the mother and fathers that you see not to compare and get discouraged, but to say, I, I want to be where they are when I get that age. I want to be where they are when I get to that place in life. I want to be a spiritual father and mother talking to somebody once that just in my mind it kind of took me back a little bit but they were just talking about how good God had been to them and you could tell they were in love but I knew the hell they had been through I knew all the stuff they had been through but yet they're talking as if Nothing wrong had ever happened in their life. Amen. When you're a young man or young woman, you learn to say, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good, but you really don't believe that because God's only good when he's doing what you want him to do. <laughs> right? How many of you have ever had... Something bad happened to say, God is good. <laughs> now, what do we do? When, when, when we get our prayer answered the way we want it, God is good. 
And then we can't understand why people are not saying all the time. Are you not as excited as I am? Let me tell you something. There's some days that I wasn't excited about this thing. I've had days like that. Mothers and fathers in the faith will tell you God is good. But here's what you find out about them. God is good when their child passes away. God is good when their parents leave this earth. God is good when all the money is gone. God is good when it's all there. God is good when everybody's alive and we're celebrating. God is good when we're grieving. The one thing that you find out among mothers and fathers is they have come to this place in life. They have weathered the storms of life. They have come through them to the other side time after time after time after time after time. And now they're able to say God is good and truly believe it. What I want you to know, I've shared that with you. What I want you to do. I want you to commit yourself to this process and never give up. That's what I want you to do. I don't care how hard it gets and it will get hard at times. I don't, I don't care how many people seem to turn their back on you, and they will. No matter how many people think you're a nutcase for following this way, stay the course. Because I want everybody to know him the way I know him. I want everybody to have him as your best friend in life. But when I look back, you just got to stick it out. You got to stay committed. You got to stick to it. Mine Carla's marriage, because we stuck to it. We could have got divorced many times. There were times she didn't like me, and there were times I didn't like her. But we stuck it out. We went to counseling when we needed to go to counseling. Because we had intended to stick it out. And we've stuck it out. And now, yeah, what you see, it's not us being nice to each other here and going home and cussing each other. Now, what you see is who we are. We love each other beyond anything that we each ever imagined. We love being around each other. We love being with each other. We love gardening together we love taking care of chickens together we love it all we love being grandparents we love being parents what I want you to know it's a process and don't compare where you are in the process to somebody else be inspired but don't compare what I want you to do I want you to never give up I want you to commit to stick this thing out because it will get better. You will grow stronger. And then you're going to walk with the Ancient of Days in a way that you never imagined.
kind of like Enoch walking with the Lord and then he was not. I imagine one day, probably nobody will find me. I'm just going to be out walking with the Lord and me and him both are going to get so caught up in the conversation that before we know it, I'm there and he'll say, I'm sorry, I can't let you go back now. <laughs> Father, we praise you. God bless your people. We know that there are trying times out there. We're your kids. And we're committed to the process, but even in the moments that we forget that commitment, we're so glad that you are committed to the process of bringing us through. Thank you for loving us, Father. In Jesus' name, we stand and sing. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.